This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Right then, back by no one's demand but our own and from our home office here in the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios from sunny, scenic Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast powered by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Happy Tuesday. Happy Playoff Tuesday the Nashville Predators. We're going to have Adam Vingan join the show of The Athletic because the Preds have found a way to get back into this thing 2-2 as we record it early Tuesday morning before Game 5 against the Carolina Hurricanes. we got your Music City Mailbag questions as well, so we'll get right to it. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford out there in Mount Juliet, just seven miles east of Nashville International Airport. That's where Two Rivers Ford is. That's where incredibly quality American-made Ford vehicles are as well. They just announced the electric F-150 Lightning. It's one of the uh, many innovative vehicles that you can find out at Two Rivers Ford. Well, in 2022, you can find the Electric F-150, but in the meantime, you can find the new F-150, you can find the electric Mach-E Mustang, you can find the 2021 Ford Bronco, because Nashville's official headquarters for the Ford Bronco, you know that it's Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, they have been a brand that you recognize, a name that you trust, an award-winning customer service staff, as well as a non-commissioned sales staff, which puts zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Julian, or do the entire car purchasing process online if you so choose at tworiversford.com. Let's get to Vingan. Adam Vingan is here from The Athletic. He is fresh off a full night, another double overtime game of Nashville Predators hockey. Of course, he is one of two hosts on the Gold Standard Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is you get your podcast. Vingan, uh, I had a wedding and a high school graduation this weekend. I look exhausted. You might look worse. How are you, bud? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I haven't shaved, so that's part of the reason why. I'm doing well. Um, At least these two double overtime games ended at reasonable hours with game one, excuse me, game three starting at 6 yep. in here in Nashville, and Game 4 starting at 1.30. The NHL announced earlier that Game 6 will start at 8.30 Central Time, which is yep. ridiculous. So if that game goes to double overtime, it won't end until past 12.30 a.m., something like that. 
So even after yesterday's game, I still got home at like seven o'clock. So I, I can't complain. But yes, lots of hockey I have watched over the past couple of days. Well, you know, at least it's been at least it's been exciting. At least it's not been dead on arrival um, with the Nashville Predators going out down 0-2 to Carolina. The the biggest thing for me outside of UC Soros, Vingan, and I wonder wonder if you agree with me, is simply moving Matt Duchesne onto the same line as Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know why he's performing so much better in these last two games because of the way that they've made the line change. But it, it seems to be, for me at least, night and day. Well, one would think that if you are a highly skilled offensive player and you're playing with players that are not as highly skilled as you are, which Matt Duchesne has been right. for most of the past month and a half, with all respect to Eric Holla, Nick Cousins, Brad Richardson, they are not Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson. So one would think if you if you level up in terms of your line mates that you will also play well. So yes, I do think that has had something to do with it. You know, we've spent a lot of time during this series dissecting every single lineup change that John Hines has made. I think to our detriment because we're, you know, being a little too nitpicky, I think. But when I think about the changes John has made in this series, to me, the most impactful involves Ryan Johansson and Matthew Shane, but it's not at even strength. It's on the power play. Right. You no. Know, Ryan Johansson and Matthew Shane were not on the power play in game three. Um, they weren't on the power play in game four, even though technically they had more power play ice time. Uh, in game three, they combined for a grand total of one second of power play time. And I think in game four, they each had 22 seconds. So they got out at the end of a, a power play or whatever. I don't know exactly what it was, but basically both of them have been taken off the power play. And both of those players are power play players, of course. So when John Hines told us before game three that he was going to uh, adjust his power play, we figured that some new players might be on there. Other players who are typically on there might be in different positions on the ice. But I don't think anybody expected Matthew Shane and Ryan Johansson to be completely taken off the power play. Um, and John Hines, to his credit, throughout his time here, ha has pushed the buttons necessary to get the most out of his players. Between games one and two, he challenged his top players to take charge. And I think they did a better job in game two than they did in game one, but they still lost that game. Um so I think it was a bit of, I don't want to say message sending per se, but I think it was, it was a clear, uh, a clear, I'm going to say message. So there I go using my own words against me, but you know, it clearly the power play wasn't getting what it needed out of those two players. And John Hines made the adjustment and I think it lit a fire under their asses and they've been a much better, uh, they've both been much better in games three and four than they were in games one and two. Of course, Matthew Shane scores the game winning goal in game three. I think Ryan Johansson had a goal in both games. Um, also, Ryan Ellis, not on either power play. Ryan Ellis, you know, I'm not so much worried about his effort level or his performance as much as I am about Matthew Shane and Ryan Johansson, but I should also note that Ryan Ellis was taken off the power play. But I think John Hines, once again, ha has done something that got his players' attention, and it seems to have worked. Uh, I would say so. Now, obviously, there's a competitive advantage to playing 
at Bridgestone Arena. It's the first time they've played in front of a home crowd like that in quite some time. The people are going to hear this the morning of game five in Carolina. So there's obviously going to be a little bit of a shelf life for this podcast. But Bingen, if, if we're sitting here before this game and I ask you the one number that kind of jumps out to you that surprises you about this series so far, for me, it's that Carolina has performed as maybe not as abysmally on the power play as the Nashville Predators. But if we're talking about two of 19 for the Preds and two of 14 for Carolina, I think that's one of the more under-discussed elements of this is that they have not been, they have been equally bad on special teams almost and have been able to get away with it at least for the first two. What kind of jumps out to you on paper when you're looking at the numbers after the fact? Well, that's, that's a good point. Um, Two of 19 for the Predators, I mean, that's to be expected. Their power play has been abysmal for years. But right. the Hurricanes had one of the top power plays in the league during the season. It might have been second or third um, in the NHL. Um, so the Predators' penalty kill deserves a lot of credit uh, for not getting uh, burnt by that potent power play of the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, to me, I think about the number of saves that UC Saros made in games three and four. He made 110 saves across two games, um, and he made 58 saves on Sunday afternoon slash early evening, um, mm. a franchise record uh, for the Predators. You know, the game before he had, I believe, 52 saves. Yes, because 58 plus 52 is 110. He had 52 saves, which tied the, uh, a playoff record uh, for the Predators that was also held by Dan Ellis. And then he uh, outdid himself a couple days later. He said he didn't um, want the playoff so that, record. He wanted the entire record. He just wanted the yes, entire he record. Wanted the, he wanted the entire record. Yes. Um, you know, that, that really stands out to me as well. Um, and another thing I found was interesting was, so I, I work with a, with a data company called SportLogic, which is based in Montreal. And they do a really great job of, of, uh, uh, you know, advanced analytics and the like, and they do it in a way that's very digestible versus a lot of the more complicated numbers that you might see floating around the internet. And one thing that they track is offensive zone possession time, uh, simply how much time a team has the puck in the offensive zone. And it's all situations. I mean, they can break it down by even strength, but what the, the report that they send to me after every period is all situations. Uh, the, at the end of yesterday's game, the Hurricanes had, close to 13 and a half minutes of offensive zone possession time compared to around six minutes for the Predators in the entire game. The Predators had around six minutes of offensive zone possession time in all situations throughout a double overtime game. And so, you know, the Hurricanes did a fabulous job of, of pinning the Predators in their own zone over the course of the game. Uh, the chances were even, so credit the Predators' defense for at least keeping the Hurricanes more to the outside uh, and not taking advantage of that discrepancy in possession time. But over the course of the series, the, the Hurricanes had the better of that possession time, and it speaks to the talent that they have throughout their lineup. So if the Predators are going to win two of these next three games, they need to shift that balance and, and create more possession time for themselves they've been opportunistic I mean think of the goal that won the game yesterday it was because Luke Cunning broke his stick in yeah. the neutral zone he goes to the bench Pete Rogers the head equipment manager hands him a stick 
the, uh, the Carolina players on the ice lose track of Cunning. He comes into the zone undetected and scores. I mean, if, if Cunning doesn't break his stick, that play does not develop that way. But they've, so they've been opportunistic. Um, but they need to do a better job of grinding the Hurricanes in their offensive zone and creating more chances that way. Uh, 30 seconds or less because we wanted to we wanted to keep it short so we don't waste a bunch of your time just to have this game take place the same night that we cut this podcast. But does it change at, at all the way that you feel about the Nashville Predators in this series? Maybe a little bit. I mean, when it was 2-0, the, the sentiment around the fan base was similar to what it was in February and March, early March. You know, this team sucks. Blow it up. We shouldn't have sold at the trade deadline, yada, yada, yada. Now, I still think that those feelings exist, but I think what we've seen from this team in the past two games is what we saw from them in the second half of the season, um, that they are a strong team. Um, they are a mentally uh, focused team. Um, they do not get pushed around uh, in the same way that they have been in previous years. So I still think ultimately there are a lot of things to feel good about this team that maybe we didn't see in the first half of the season. Ultimately, I still think Carolina is the better team and I expect them to win um, the series. Um, but I've been wrong many times before. I did not expect the Predators to tie this series at two. Uh, so I've already been wrong once. Um, but I expect – it's been a more competitive series than I anticipated at the beginning. Uh, they said on the broadcast on Sunday afternoon that they'd never come back down 2-1 in a, in a seven-game playoff series, so we'll see if the next – They've never won a series when losing the first game of the series. So if they, if, they, if they are somehow able to pull this off, it would be the first time in their history that they've won a playoff series when losing the first game. So – just to put that into context. Now, listen to me. I, you're, I'm not the one to uh, to go full optimist, but .34 chance to make the playoffs not three months ago. They've done more improbable things, but we'll see how it plays out, and we'll certainly be reading Adam Vingan at theathletic.com. Well worth your subscription. You can check out more of Vingan on the 440 Podcast Network with the Gold Standard Podcast. Buddy, we'll talk about uh, best – journalism practices and you know whether i'm allowed to dvr a game or not next time okay and we can also talk about two-party consent laws as it relates to shannon sharp and leo jones well, that's what i was talking about but way to be subtle about it thanks vingan <laughs> all right talk to you later Bob. All right, got a couple of Music City Mailbag questions to get to, but before we do that, it's playoff time. Bigger stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into $200. 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. That's what DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention, bet five bucks, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you claim $200 in free credits. Promo code A2Z Sports 
for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Wager paid out in-site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. All right. In the DMs on Instagram this week, we start with Cousin P. Now, this was an interaction that made me laugh, to be honest with you, because I didn't get any Titans questions this week. It's just a bunch of random uh, slides that we thought we would bring to the people's attention. So Cousin P writes, how about you give a fan a follow? My 104.5 conquest is almost complete. Just need you, Blaine, and Mickey. So, I, <laughs> I often, not not often, but like every once in a while, Somebody sent me a DM, say, hey, why don't you follow me back? I'm a fan. And and basically how I responded to this was, uh, okay, pitch me. <laughs> Zach Bingham of A to Z Sports does bad sales job every Monday on the A to Z Sports morning show. And now in my time with A to Z Sports, my time with Zach, I've learned that, yeah, you know, I'm open to the possibility of just about anything. Go ahead and pitch me. What's your pitch? And and what Cousin P did was just, you know, to say, to have my favorite radio station host follow me. Favorite hosts on favorite station. And like that, you know, it's flattering that anybody cares about anything that I have to say, whether it's on the primetime show, whether it's here on the podcast, whether it's on the radio show, weekdays, Monday through Friday, 10 to 1 on 104.5. Like, that is that is really cool to have people, you know, care like that, but... If I'm going to follow you, and this is not to sound like a douchebag, but if I'm going to follow you, you know, you got to give me a reason. You got to sell me. And to sell me by just saying, you know, oh, because I love you, <laughs> which is an actual text. I'm not just saying that. Uh, I should probably, <laughs> I should probably preface that by saying that was a response that I got back. And again, it is flattering, it is much appreciated. I don't deserve any kind of interest from anybody that way. But if I'm going to throw you the follow, you got to give me a good reason to follow you. And there are plenty of people that have. V Love on Twitter, by the way, is a perfect example of that. V, and this is V was not somebody who, uh, who requested the follow, but over time, I would see enough of his tweets. I would get a kick out of, I, I mean, he tweets the way that I wish I could tweet. He's incredible. So that was enough for me to throw him a follow. And now every time he gets suspended from Twitter and he has to create a new Twitter account, I am more than happy to go seek that out because that's the kind of content I'm here for. Sell me. Don't just ask. And then when you don't get it, kind of like give up. I think we can do better than that, at least in my opinion. We move next to, oh, <laughs> we move next to Paul Kaharski. <laughs> who has slid in the DMs and says, rank the zone talent. <laughs> he puts in parentheses and then says, coward, rank the zone talent, coward. <laughs> Paul is so petty, but I appreciate, and I don't say petty in the sense that, you know, the morning show abuses petty. J. Martin Ramon, I love him to death. Schaefer as well. They abuse the word petty. It's a terrible Tragedy against a word that I enjoy using because now I have to use it less because they use it so damn much. It needs to be real back. Now, obviously, I'm not going to rank my zone co-workers 
in terms of talent. But, and I'm not going to give away numbers, some of this may surprise you. I'll go down the list in terms of in terms of ratings. Why don't I do that? Because we just got our second ratings book. Now, I'm not going to give you numbers. I, it is, I believe, some, I don't know if it's illegal or just like frowned upon to talk about ratings that way. But in terms of us, it goes Blaine and Mickey at the top, me, J. Martin Ramon, and 3HL. Now, I will say that there is not a large gap between any of us. And that's a credit to what the zone is and what the zones reach across Tennessee, just the entire state is at this point, as well as people, you know, listening from all over the country because Titans fans, you know, once you have the app or once you, you, you now you can stream it on uh, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, Twitch, all over the place. We get people literally from all over the place, just as we do on A to Z Sports because it's the entirety of the Internet at our disposal. So I'm not going to rank the talent, Chief. I appreciate the interest, but we'll do the ranking that way. But I will say... Not a a lot of distance between any of the four shows there on 104.5 The Zone. A very quick Music City mailbag this week. If you ever have questions, you can slide in my DMs with them at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, on Instagram. Not Twitter, though. If you you send them to me on Twitter, they're not going to make it through. you got to use the right DMs, but that's okay. We love you all anyway. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Enjoy the playoff hockey. We hope that the Preds continue to have success so we can continue to talk about a local sports team having success. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, and as always, Nashville, stay hot. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast powered by our friends at Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.